Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to It's All Kicking Off, another football roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn from What Culture Football, Adam Nicholas and Simon Gallagher from What Culture Football, here to discuss another burning football issue. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football on either iTunes, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily football podcasts. But gents, we are gathered here today to discuss... We're new- going to win the league. How does it feel to be sitting with two... Supporters of the team who are going to win the Premier League and the Champions League in one season. Yes, I should clarify. We're talking about Newcastle United. Who else? Here. Of course. Uh, and the, the big sort of overarching question I want to ask you is: Could Newcastle United be the surprise package this season? Now we could be we could be accused of uh, sort of bias. Well, a bias, and also going wherever the wind blows us. Because I'm fairly certain we we did a our Newcastle doomed podcast about I feel like two weeks if ago. You were to get us- cut of the two next to each other look at what we're all wearing today and like compare them like we're gonna win the league and then look at the last one we're all undoubtedly in black like oh it's just yes um so a fantastic victory over tottenham on Mm -hmm. sunday Uh, first of all before we we get into the ins and outs of the future for newcastle what what was that like for you it was nervy yes i'm not gonna lie Mm. but the good thing about it was that it wasn't exactly an accidental victory where it has been in the past sometimes. Mm. I mean, you look at the stats and it yes. makes Damon reading because it, it was 80% to 20%. But Damon reading for Tottenham, I would say as well. Oh, totally, because they made nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and we limited them remarkably well. Mm. It was great. I mean, it was, it was the time <laughs> of my life for, for a long time. A lot of speculation heading into this game and certainly over mm-hmm. the last couple of weekends about Joe Linton yes. uh, and whether or not he was worth the money that he paid for him and whether or not investment had been made well enough at Newcastle. Looked like a changed man, didn't he? He looks like the kind of guy you want to lead your lane in terms of he's strong, he's aggressive, he bullies defenders, he's very good at holding the ball up, which is something we need because we're not exactly fantastically fast at getting forward. So him getting that ball and holding up and waiting for the rest of the team to come has been... He's doing the Rondon role from last year, isn't mm. he? And he's, but he looks like he's also got the technical ability to go with that. Um, not that Rondon didn't have technical ability, obviously. No, no. But um, I think Sai's right, though. This The match against Tottenham was... It, I think it wasn't like we just fluked it and got away with it. Tottenham didn't make anything up front. Arguably, all their players who would have produced something produced nothing, and we were fantastic in defence. I was going to say, you don't just say that they didn't produce anything because, mm-hmm. you know, they had fantastic players on there. Obviously, Ericsson came off the bench and mm-hmm. speculation about his future. But, um, yeah, you limit them, didn't Completely. you? Completely. Yeah. 
the shape of the team. For the past two games, we've had none whatsoever yeah. to the point where the players <laughs> on the pitch didn't know whether they were playing, allegedly, mm. let's say. Allegedly. But then you watch them against Spurs and there was two banks of four and five yeah. and it was like you just they couldn't get round, they couldn't get mm-hmm. through and it, that was why they didn't uh, create anything. It was a master, master a plan. Master so we've got, we've got to give credit here surely to Steve Bruce. No, we do not. <laughs> it's hard. Steve, if you're watching, mate, not for me. Not for me because... That performance, me and Sai were talking about this just before, was a performance that was nothing like the first two matches we've seen. Mm-hmm. The first two matches, you can have all the credit he wants for them because I feel like <laughs> that is Steve Bruce saying, let's do it this Let's way, that's something. him trying something, him trying to put his stamp on it. And arguably, I feel like there's a bunch of players there who have been trained to play a certain way under Rafa Benitez. And I don't, I'm not suggesting that he just said, yeah, just do things the Rafa way. But let's be honest, that performance was miles better whether mm. that's a response to criticism throughout from the Norwich performance or whether it's a response to them going we know what we're doing let's let's go back to that I, I'm not giving him any credit well, not Bru- yet Bruce came out afterwards and said that I should shut some people up do you think that's going to be the case or do you think people still supporters will stay on his back for a prolonged period this season they'll stay on his back I mean we're still 19th Yes. So <laughs> by a po- I mean by a by a point. Yes, I know, yeah. but, but I know what you mean. Yeah. There's the people who have the issues with Rafa not being there are going to look at that victory and say, "Well, that was a mo- that was a victory made by Rafa Benitez." Yes. Mm. As we just did. As we just did. Just, <laughs> just a second ago there. Yeah. So it's not like the problems are going to disappear for the fan base. He has to win more games than that. He has to win. So he's by direct comparison, Rafa won one last season, the first 10. Mm. Steve Bruce has to win at least four for anybody to even acknowledge the fact that he's had a better start. Yeah. Um, it's Newcastle. We're not going to comp- we're not going to not complain because that's <laughs> that's what our fan base is really good at. So coming back to the the original question, then you know, you, like you said, you struggled uh, in the opening couple of weekends mm-hmm. uh, and put in some you know less than great performances. Yeah. Then you go to you know go to Tottenham, get this result. Could you know? Could this be the catalyst for something? Could could Newcastle? We've you know overlooked. I, I often describe Newcastle as a sleeping giant. I mean, they're not mm. as bad as you know your your sleep your Leedsers or your other teams who've dropped down significantly. Uh-huh. But you know, on paper, they should be doing a lot better than they should. And when we talked about surprise packages this season from outside, say the top five, mm. we were talking about your Leicesters and your Evertons and your Wolves. You didn't ever, ever mention Newcastle. Could could they be a bit of a more of a surprise package than people expect? I don't want to be the downer on here, but I'm going to probably assume that role anyway. But we, when we did the last podcast, I guess like we were, which was before we'd signed anybody, and we were very doom and gloom about everything. And I don't know if Newcastle are the surprise package this season, purely because I feel like it, it's one win against Tottenham. At Tottenham, albeit a good, a good result from a good performance, but ultimately this is... As a Newcastle fan, I'll be like, yeah, we're, we're going to win the league. I've just joked on about it. I've just done it all. But actually, like practically, I don't know if they're the, the team who are going to break the tier. I would be amazed if we end up in the top 10 this year, just mm. purely because the league the league itself is so competitive. Like if I had to put it on paper and guess where we were going to be and the teams who could well be ahead of us, I imagine we might just creep into the top 10 if that. What is, what's a bare minimum position to finish and what is... You know, but best case scenario for you. We were all fairly happy with the position last year, and that was bottom half yeah. of the table. Was it thirteenth, fourteenth? Like, yeah. that's it's got to the point where we're expecting the worst, and something like that after a season of ups and downs. Shout out to Simon Miller. Will be 
acceptable. Mm. I mean, I'd much rather see... I always feel better when we finish in the top half because I feel like that's a sign, especially in this day and age, of a team who's doing We never do it comfortably, no. though, do we? Like, yeah, we did we finish. It was, we, just crop, we just crept yeah. in, and it's like... You, we've become so used to bad performances. We've become so used to difficult times and ups and downs that you kind of just... Christ, there it is again. Uh, that you just... I don't know, you kind of settle for this mediocrity mm-hmm. when there's other teams out there who probably want to get in the top 10 as well. We don't just have a God-given right to get in the top 10 because we've got a 52,000-seater stadium. That's not how it works. Like, yes. It should. It should work. <laughs> yeah, I'd love it. I'd love it if that was the case. But 52,000 people going to a match doesn't mean we get to go into the automatic spaces in the top half of the table, um, which is probably an unpopular opinion, I realise, but it's, it's kind of the realism of it. Now, I said at the start of this season, I didn't think Newcastle United were going to get relegated purely because there were worse teams than mm. them. I never thought that he put in performances like this, uh, certainly an early stage of the season. You're not alone there, is, you know, Is 17th, you know, the bare minimum or should it, should they aiming be, be aiming for far higher? And, uh, well, I'll, I'll get onto the Mike Ashley situation in a second. Uh, wh- where would you like to see them finish this season? Well, first... But <laughs> which is still obviously very feasible. Happen. Look, we've got a lots of things have got to gel for us to get anywhere above, let's say, fifteenth. Fifteenth mm. and below is like by the skin of the teeth, staying in the league. Yeah, we beat Tottenham um, because of several things, but one of the big things was that Joel Linton, he struggled against Norwich because he was playing against Grant Hanley, which mm. sounds like a very strange claim to make. But mm. Grant Hanley is a limited footballer, as we found out when we played fo- yeah. when we signed him. <laughs> He's there to be a nuisance, exactly, yeah. and to stop the ball. Whereas Tottenham have football playing defenders, so they're not going to give him a daft elbow at the back of the head or anything like that. And he did, and he did look stronger against Tottenham, mm-hmm. but he wasn't getting the same hurrying, and he was all over the pitch yeah. away from the centre-halves. He was f- quite frequently on the wings picking the ball up and, and there wasn't anybody going beyond him. What we need to do to turn that one performance into something longer term is get Alan St. Maximin on the pitch for longer than 10 minutes and have him bomb past him. Whether that he happens... fantastic whenever I've seen him. He does, but who, who in their right mind brings a player back after one day's training after an injury and puts them back in. There's no... I can answer that. Well, yeah. In, oh, I said in the right mind. Has he got one? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like Al- Almiron and him are the keys to having that those sorts of performances all season. But Jonathan's still going to get faced against Grant Hanley, the Grant Handleys yeah. of this world. Mm. And those are the games where we'll struggle. So it will probably look better against better teams. Mm. We'll look better against Arsenal than we did against Norwich. Mm-hmm. And that Arsenal performance was rudderless and people didn't know where they were playing it still looked better than when we were playing mm. against Norwich mm. so it was an accusation that was levelled at Rafa's teams as well in that we always played better against teams who were far better than us that's why we beat Man City but if we had to go and beat like I don't want to alienate an yeah. entire we're fan bad, base let's we're, choose we're a bad a mindset team, team aren't we yeah. we we go into the games against like say Norwich who yeah. are newly promoted away, yeah. and we are away and you're like well we should get something out of this. It's what we go there mm. with. And we shouldn't go with that mentality. We should, the players should be like professional enough to be coached into thinking, you're playing Man City every week, turn up with that attitude. But it happens. And against like a team like Norwich, who in fairness, play some really nice football, like that 
we probably haven't gone in the mindset of we're gonna we're really good at this setting up in a bank and then using like the opportunities we get to break away. And I think Sai is spot on. I think the the teams we've had in the past that have done well, like you think about the team where it was Denver Bar, Cissé and Ben Arfa, that front three can break with pace. You've got two on the wing and you've got one like one in the middle to finish everything off. That seems to work. Um and Rafa's got that system in place where I think they look very comfortable now with the three centre halves and the two wing backs and Richie and I can't think who was under who was playing. With it was Kraft. It was Kraft. That was it. I'm, I was thinking it wasn't Yedlin, wasn't obviously because he's no. he's out at the minute. But um, that works. You know, them guys going up and they're obviously in that. That they know how to play that system, and it seems to be working. We can't. We're not as good at going to teams and thinking we're the boss. Yeah. We're in control of this game. We're going to come at you, and you're going to have to play that way because that's not who we are. And that's hard to translate that against the smaller smaller teams. You've talked about some of the strengths there that, that Newcastle have. What are the real areas of concern you have looking at the team, despite that performance against Tottenham? If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I was quite concerned about Emil Croft, actually. Mm-hmm. I didn't think he had a particularly good game. I mean, he's new to the league, so you can give him a little bit of leeway. He looked like someone adjusted at the pace of the game, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yes, and not up to the pace mm. in, in some cases. If he's faced with a winger who's like lightning fast, he's going to get beaten every time. He, even just fast players are going to get past mm. him. His positional sense was okay. He doesn't look like somebody who's played wing back a lot of times. Mm. So maybe that's room for improvement. Mm. That's not a bad thing. If he'd played there 100 games and he was playing like yes. he, he has, yeah, yeah. then I would be concerned. Um, I still like, I love Matt Ritchie for his industry and his attitude and he kicks his own players up the arse for no reason. But I just think 
he's probably not a wing back either. And mm. We need depth on both of those sides. We struggle if Longstaff isn't on the ball, which he wasn't at the start of the Spurs game. He gave the ball away a couple mm-hmm. of times, but then as soon as he get, picks up his stride, he's amazing. Like he goes from being another Newcastle academy player, yeah. which is a bad thing for anybody who doesn't follow Newcastle, <laughs> to being somebody who like, oh yeah, you can see why man you would want to yeah. want sign him. Uh, and we just need a bit more creativity, but we've got these things like those are positives that Longstaff's not playing his full game yet. Mm. Uh, Alan St. Maximin is not on the pitch yet. Almiron probably needs to gel with the others mm-hmm. before he gets up to his full stride. Um, yeah, I mean we've got no depth. If we get if we get injured, I was going to say depth must be a real concern, yeah. real concern because already we've even seen the odd knock here and there, and you're thinking like we've had a few rotations already where players haven't been fully fit or whatever and it's kind of a worry when it's the start of the season you think like you had one job really in pre-season yeah. fit. I realise <laughs> I, re- yeah, I realise getting injured is inevitable sometimes but size right in terms of like if we get a couple of them key players injured we are in trouble like we're in trouble because the guys to bring in and fill those gaps are not good enough I mean, they're not good, not good enough or they're untested sometimes they don't exist yeah. just and they're just not there player, there isn't a player to fill in the gap so it's it's difficult, it's worrying, but at the same time, we're not the only club in the league who's got that issue. Like no, no. There are teams, as you said already, there's teams in that league who may end up having a, have, have a worse team mm-hmm. and may end up finishing worse than us. These are issues that every team's going to have to deal with. So hopefully, touch whatever wood there is in here, that that <laughs> will be all right for a certain point. But in terms of what we have got, which is usually not our best focal point, because I'm not completely terrified of what we're going to do. You know, like the... If we can get these players fit and get them on the pitch, there's a strong start at 11 there, and I would be happy to see them do well. Midweek game against Leicester this week. How are you feeling about that? Obviously not in the league, but uh, <laughs> how are you feeling about that? Because <sighs> we've been told that we're going to make it a priority, but we, everybody around this table knows for a fact we're going to go to that game yeah. on Wednesday, and the lineup will not be the same lineup no. as the Tottenham game. We've been here before. Yeah. We've done this Last before. year, yeah. in fact. Yeah, We and always get the same. Before. It's going to be a priority this year. And then you're out in round one or whatever it is, and it's like, oh, good. Well, we tried. We tried. Did we? Did we? we turned up for the match? Which in, is the, good. in theory, yeah. Uh, no, no, no offense. Um, Newcastle should lose that game against Leicester. Oh, well, yeah, yeah absolutely. We should, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, but it's there's a difference between losing that game and not even attempting to win that game. Yeah. Mm. It's whether Leicester would put out the first team yeah. against us because they might look at it and say we probably don't need to put our first team out to. I think maybe when that came. The issue always seems to be that we say we're going to try for these competitions, and it seems to always be in seasons when we really just should be like, yeah, let's go out of them all and just focus exactly. on staying alive. Yeah. That's the issue I've got. Like the, when the teams we've had in the past, where who've done well in the league, you're like, they're, they never prioritise these cups. They never even mention it. And then the times when it looks like, like Rafa Benitez is classically known for winning cups, and it was like we'll make it a priority. And then in the end, he doesn't really get a chance to put out the teams that he wants to put out and we're out the Cups before we've even really started or we get put against one of the best teams in the league in the first round like the first minute and it's like it happens every year I mean Leicester aren't exactly the best team in the league but they're not the worst by any stretch no. of the imagination yeah I think they're, they're, they're certainly one of my picks to break yeah. into the top six Same. potentially it'll season. be I, I won't be dead upset if we go out of that Cup no. but equally I'll be upset <laughs> Because we don't get any of the, the magic the, the of the eternal. Cup. The only thing, we, yeah. The eternal toss-up being Newcastle fan. I think that's what the black and white stripes are for, you know, because it's like it is, yeah. It's the happiness, extremes. the sadness. It's two extremes <laughs> yeah. melt together, and you can't ever do one without the other. Would you? Yeah, w- here's a question. Would you take no cup run, but as comfortable 
13th, let's say, or magic of the cup, but you flirt with relegation and maybe aren't safe going into the final weekend. If we're then were safe, then magic cup run. Yeah. But the reality is we wouldn't be. No. So well, I think lots of people would, if you had asked Newcastle fans, and I'm, I'm <coughs> guessing here purely, but I would say the fact that we haven't had a cup in so many years, you would be well up for getting a trophy in the cabinet. However, just look at Portsmouth. I always think of this. They had that amazing time. Harry, Harry I was going to say Harry Kane. Harry Redknapp <laughs> won them the FA Cup. Mm. They had a brilliant run in the league and all that sort of thing. And then it all went tits up and it was that way and it was that way quick and it was free fall, free fall, mm. free fall. I'm not that desperate for a cup. Like, yes. I mean, it's a nice moment and I think I bet if you asked all the Portsmouth fans, they'd still take it. They'd love to have that because it's a memory you're never going to be able to replace. But at the same time, they're now nowhere near the top flight football. And I guess sometimes that's not a bad thing if you ask half the people in our office like lower league football because like... Because they have to. Well, because you have to, but also because you get to win a few matches, I think. Hey, I prefer hey, actual league football hey, to hey, non-league, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> I'll take back me and being back in <laughs> League Two, thanks very much, than losing to Stockport County yesterday. Okay. Um, All right. Very funny, we can't have a chat about Newcastle without mentioning Mike Ashley. If uh, only. Any change do you see in the, in the foreseeable future? I just don't Is it weird because you look at results like we saw against Spurs and almost think that's great as a Newcastle fan and you know want to do well in the league, but at the same time you kind of want this collapse so that you I go, well, you need to, you need because he'll look at that result and say, see, well, this is spend any money, you need any investment. So that's the problem in a nutshell. Like if we do well, which is what we want. If we do well based on the limited resources so he. he's given you, he does well and then says, well, you did well last year with that, so we'll actually give you less this year. And basically, a win over Tottenham Hotspur at Tottenham is like Mike Ashley wandering out with the thing from Men in Black and just going to the fans and like wiping all the memories and they're all like, we'll just beat Tottenham. We're going to win the league. Ah, everything's gone. Everything's mm. fine. And then a couple of weeks later, everyone's talking about Steve Bruce. He's a great, he's a genius. Three weeks later, we've lost three I don't think pounds. anybody said that. I guarantee you at least one person yeah. decided Steve Bruce was a genius. Three games later, three defeats, and then you're back where you were, and suddenly everybody's complaining. The problem is, I feel like, unless they're actually going to do something, which I find that's the most frustrating part for me, we can say we're not going to turn up matches, this, that, and t'other, but ultimately, what have, we, what have we done properly to stop that from happening? People are still turning up. People are still taking their families. People are still buying the pie and the pints and the peas and everything else that goes with it at halftime and putting money in his pocket. So it, it's a really difficult one because we can sit and moan all we want, but he's not going anywhere at, at all unless you fit, unless 52,000 people decide to not go to that stadium and make that big of an impact. He's not going to pay even attention. Then I don't and think, even then he'd be like, even well, I don't think it was an off would. week. As, as soon as he can get on the telly, it doesn't matter. The, the biggest indication for him is he lost his two biggest business partners, not business partners, it was mm. employees. Yeah. wouldn't be classed as business partners. <laughs> and his response to it was a, a public announcement that said, it didn't, it was like, thanks very much. Mm. They were very important. We will continue to push our agenda of raising the brand of Sports Direct. Yeah. And the way he phrased it made it very clear that he doesn't care what you say about Sports Direct, it's that you say literally the words Sports it's like, Direct. It's like the engagement on, so not necessarily for Sports Direct, but I mean, yeah. it's like what they say about social media engagement. If your hashtag that's trending, it doesn't matter what the hashtag is for, unless, of course, you're Kevin Spacey, but like, <laughs> like, 
like or somebody of that ilk. Yeah. If it's as long as it's actors, you mean anybody <laughs> apparently from the nineties or so. Um, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, in terms of they don't care as long as the talk is happening. I think any publicity is good publicity. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not advocating for one minute before somebody tries to stab us in the street that people should you. not put, put go the to the down. game or should do anything or should just give up. But the reality is that the, all of the publicity around Sports Direct for years has been absolutely terrible. Like, people dying at these factories, yeah, yeah. ambulances being called, zero-hour contracts, him being hauled in front of the government to say, you are a terrible person, and all he's done is gone, okay, I'll stop doing that, <laughs> and he hasn't. <laughs> and yet he's still the biggest sports retailer in the country mm. And that's all that matters. Big mugs. It's just an awful big mugs. Big mugs. So So, so I was about to say that's a metaphorical that's a metaphorical thing to go with those big mugs. What I would say is though, if I'm Mike Ashley the businessman, you don't care. You don't care because your bottom line is exactly where it should be and everything's going the way you want it to. And what you're gonna get upset about fifty two thousand people you're never gonna meet. Like he's not bothered. Like and that's the harsh reality of it. Mm. So we could spend hours here talking about it. But it's a waste of time ultimately. I'd rather focus on the fact that we beat Spurs and we're going to win the league. Uh, give us a, a number where they're going to finish in the league. Who? Spurs? Uh, Newcastle. Um, well, I'll give you where I'd like them to finish. And then, so first, obviously, no. I actually genuinely think if the team could get itself together and keep everyone fit, I do believe there's a top 10 finish in there for them. I actually think we're probably going to end up finishing around about where we did last season. I'll optimistically say 12th. See, if we go back to the fundamental question, could we be a surprise package? In in terms of where everybody in the country probably thinks we're going to finish, mm-hmm. which is rock bottom, yeah. then we are. Because I think 11th or 12th mm-hmm. is probably about right. There's, there's always The last couple of seasons, there's always been about five teams from 9th probably down to about 13th. Maybe, well, math doesn't work there, mm. but you know what I mean? Like, who can float up and down on the last day of the season, sometimes you've seen the person at the bottom there jump all the way to the top and, like, carve out a ninth position so they might get ninth but actually they only got it by like a point or two because um, some of the players are on holidays yeah. except yeah. well exactly <laughs> so it's not crazy but I do think you've got to weather your expectations unfortunately because yeah. this was a lovely moment and Joe Linton is obviously a god amongst men but reality is it's a long bloody season and Carroll's coming back though so we'll be fine <laughs> as King always Carol returns never a dull moment being a Newcastle United fan let us know your thoughts on this in the comment section below or on Twitter at WhatCultureFC watch today you can follow all three of us you can follow Adam Nicholas at at it's Adam Nicholas you can follow Simon Gallagher at at Cy Gallagher you can follow me at Adam Wilburn you can follow us all at WhatCultureFC as I said and make sure you subscribe to what Culture Football for daily football podcasts wherever you get your podcasts from my thanks to Adam and to Cy thank you for watching and we will see you soon Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 